Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 112. So this episode is brought to you guys, as always, by our brand new Facebook group, which you can find us at Detour to Neverland podcast community. Get connected with like-minded people. We've actually seen some collaborations come out of that group, which is super fun, and we are so excited to be able to play a role in that. You can also find the link in our show notes, and also by our newsletter. So it's a weekly curated newsletter of topics and strategies and tips for things that we think will help you guys grow your project or business or side hustle, whatever it might be. So you can find that at detortoneverland.com forward slash newsletter. Yeah, so today we are focusing on expanding your reach. So on Monday, we talked to Lou from the Disney BR podcast, and this is something that we think she does really well by kind of tapping into markets or new communities that you can really resonate with. And of course, she does that by connecting with other people in Brazil who have a huge love for Disney. Yeah. So, I mean, it it really is a testament to how worldwide Disney is as a love and that she understands her market and people in Brazil who speak Portuguese who want this Disney content and she's able to cater to them. Yeah, which is so awesome. It is awesome. So the first thing that we're going to talk about are just the different kind of markets that are out there because whenever you are creating products or any kind of content, you need to know what your market is and, of course, who your target people are, which is something that we've talked a little bit about before. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing is that most of your markets are going to be obvious and you'll be like already tapped into those. But there's probably some hidden, you know, not so obvious markets and communities out there that you haven't even scratched the surface on. And it's a huge potential. So I think it's something to be excited about. Yeah, so the first thing to kind of focus on is how do you differentiate between the obvious and the not obvious, and how do you find some of those not obvious markets? Yeah, so probably not too much time needs to be spent on the obvious ones, probably because you're already familiar with those, but I would assume most of the time it's people who speak the same language as you, have the same background as you, have similar experiences. In the realm of Disney, it's probably people who go to the same parks as you, Um But the not-so-obvious ones kind of expand beyond that. And they're going to be, you know, unique for each and every one of you, and you're going to have to figure those out for yourself. But we can talk about some of those, you know, areas and communities and markets that we are trying to go after. Um, So the first one, I think, for us is just the entrepreneurship community at large. Yeah. And I'll be honest, that's a little scary it's a little scary to go after a market like that is as big as that as kind of with the Disney spin on it because that's not going to appeal to the masses. Yeah, it's very niched down. And I mean, we kind of did that on purpose because we knew what we wanted to talk about. We know the people that we want to interview. So that's why we are so specific. So not all the time. It's not always going to be as specific, but that gives you kind of like a starting point. Yeah. 
I mean, I think the idea there is that within the entrepreneurship community at large, there's probably people who have an interest in Disney, or maybe they can adapt their project to Disney, and that's where we can serve that need. Obviously, all of us know how powerful Disney is as a lifestyle, I would, I guess is how I would say it. And an emotional connection. And an emotional connection. So I think for us, it's just, we talk about niching down so much. It's almost niching up a level as well, going after, you know, the entrepreneurship community at large, whether it be bloggers, YouTubers, content creators, Etsy shop owners, whatever it might be, thinking that we can have a purpose to help those people as well. Yeah. The next question you might be asking is, well, if they're not so obvious, how do you find those things? And that's a good question. And there's probably so many, you know, communities and markets that we have not thought about yet. And hopefully we'll be able to open those doors down the road. But I think maybe a good place to start is if you joined us a couple of episodes ago where we talked about creating your avatar and we, and that was from episode number 106, think about your avatar and think about what other interests they have and go to those communities there. So like the avatar that I've created is Carl and Carl probably listens to a ton of entrepreneurship or business podcasts. So there's probably Facebook groups or accounts that Carl follows that I can start to narrow in on and sort of tailor our message to grab those people. And a certain percentage of them, hopefully, are going to be interested in Disney and hop on with Detour to Neverland. Yeah, so the big logical question after kind of identifying those people in those markets is how exactly can you reach them? And there's a lot of different ways to do that. So a lot of it is going to be trial and error but you do want to make sure that your message is tailored specifically to the group as well as staying true to your focus you never want to try to change yourself just to reach a new audience because that's not genuine or authentic so you never want to do that um so you could do that by of course collaborating with someone within that space um you could run ads to people in that space Um, or just make connections, you know, partner with some of those people, or even, you know, just tweak your message a little to gear it towards their groups, you know, pique their interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I might put Lion King quotes up for people within the Disney community, but maybe it's more business focused and like Walt's business side, if I'm going after the entrepreneurship community, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for us, the way that we have tried to tackle this, and this is by no means logical. I mean, (laughs) it's by no means gospel. Like, it's just the way that we've been doing about it. And hopefully you can learn from our failures um, and apply them to your own stuff. But we've been trying out different social media platforms. Um, When we first started, we were so heavy in Instagram. And I really credit that uh, where we first get our footing But I understand that, you know, not all of our listeners are on Instagram or and so they might be on Facebook, they might be on Twitter. And so I think just trying those different things out is a great way of doing that. I'll be completely honest. I'm not good at Twitter. 
I feel like I'm not witty enough for for Twitter. Twitter is a hard one. I personally never liked Twitter. I've tried to do it more or less just like linking back to our Instagram. And I know that's not a great way to grow there. But you might have better success and, and be able to spark those great conversations that you need. Kind of our secondary platform that accompanies Instagram has been Facebook because it is more personal. Um, you know, we can attach our personal accounts and chat with our listeners and, you know, really try to create more of a community aspect where Instagram, you can sort of chat back and forth, but let's be honest, Instagram comments are kind of a hot mess. Yeah, it's definitely harder, I would say, to really connect with people. Yeah. What are some other things that you th- that we've tried that you've thought about? Well, I think recently in creating and kind of updating our website, um, making it more user-friendly kind of helps people, again, just get to know us and know what we're all about. And I think websites are one of those things that never are outdated. You know, like you always need kind of a hub for everything. So I think that is going to help us out in the future. Hopefully, like our newsletter will also be helpful. You know, if you're a big email checker, again, that's not a strength for me personally. Oh, yeah. You'll let things sit in your inbox for months. I just, yeah, I just hate checking my email, honestly. So email, though, if that is, you know, if these are business people, they're probably way better at checking their email than I am. So that's something that we're trying out. And then, you know, just, and then just collaborating with people. That's the whole you know, purpose behind this podcast is getting to know people in different spaces and working with them and learning their story. So we're big on collaboration. Yeah, for sure. Kind of the last thing that I think we'll leave you guys with is think about how people consume content. Because right now we are very like picture and text focused. If I think about me personally, I consume a lot of video content. You know, if I'm scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and I see a video, a lot of times I will watch that over reading a long blog post. So I just think about those things and how you can tweak a little bit to reach different audiences that maybe aren't keyed into the exact type, uh, to the medium that you are putting out currently. Just having that variety of, of different ways, I think, is helpful. Yeah, and I mean, I think that even goes with just trying to reach out to different maybe age groups. You know, a lot of younger people, even younger than us, like kids, they are obviously very video-focused. Um, so if you kind of put yourself in those shoes and kind of work backwards from there, if you are trying to target different people, I think that could be helpful. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought, Catherine, you you mentioned, which was really interesting that I didn't think about, was playing on nostalgia. Yeah, I think you have to tug on people's heartstrings at the end of the day. You have you have to connect with people. You have to make them want to keep coming back. So if you're trying to target like millennials, people like us with this Lion King craze, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. If I was targeting myself. I would do some Lion King. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think each kind of generation has their own movies and stories or even attractions from the parks that they really 
connect with and you can really get some traction doing stuff like that because nostalgia plays. Yeah, I mean, especially if you design products. I mean, I'm sure just those types of 90s nostalgic things are selling like crazy, like you and your Rescue Rangers shirt. Oh, yeah. I just bought a Rescue Rangers shirt from Box Lunch. So. And he was, and you were hype about it. I am very hype about it. <laughs> now if we can just meet the Rescue Rangers. That is the next goal. Well, good deal. So hopefully we covered some good topics. This one was a little bit more challenging for us, I think, to, to break it down. Because it's kind of like everybody wants to expand your reach. But how can you go, you know, how can you attack it with a good strategy? Yeah. So just trying to be practical. Yeah. So if you, I'd love if you guys could share your successes and failures in this space with us as well. You can either call our voicemail line, which you can call in our show notes, send us a message, tag us in a post, whatever it might be. I think sharing those stories with other people so that we can all learn from them is one of the most valuable things that you can do. So let's take a quick break and hear a message from our partners, and then we'll be back with our quotes and characters portion of the episode. If you're listening to this on the morning of release day, we are currently chilling at the pool of Old Key West Resort in Walt Disney World without a care in the world. Next month, we'll be staying at the Polynesian doing the exact same thing. We're able to stay at these resorts through the Disney Vacation Club, and you can do the same thing by renting DVC points without the financial responsibility of becoming a member. Maybe you're on the fence about DVC, you're not quite sure if you would enjoy it. Renting points is a great way to try DVC out for just one stay. Head to detourtoneverland.com forward slash DVC to learn more and get a price quote today. Good deal. So we are back. And so we've got a couple of quotes that we think apply to these principles and then some characters as well. So let's start with the quotes. I picked out this one. It's from Pocahontas. And... Again, it's hard not to sing it, and I'm not going to. (laughs) You think the only people who are people are the people who look and think like you, but if you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew you never knew. And I I really hope you were just singing that in your head as you listened, (laughs) because I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the lesson to be learned from that one is that there are communities of people that you don't even know exist because they're not right in front of your nose and maybe they don't hang out in the same places as you so you keep you have to keep exploring and knocking on doors and making new connections and find all these communities that truly you connect with but you just don't realize it because it's not the one that's immediately in front of you yeah and I feel like no matter what when in doubt Everyone that we are trying to connect to has that love for Disney, so you can always fall back on that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was really impressed with that quote because mine, I had a really hard time trying to find some, honestly, but the one that I found is from Walt Disney himself, and it says, do your best work, then try to trumpet. So I thought this one kind of meant, you know, if you are going to reach new audiences or just new communities of people... You always have to keep evolving. You always have to keep putting your best work out there. And if you're constantly trying to get better, and if you really are actively trying to reach new audiences, then it probably won't seem as scary and you'll probably be successful. 
Mm-hmm. You just have to be actively pursuing it. Yeah. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so our characters that we picked for this one, the first one is Marlin from Finding Nemo. So I don't know. I always have a love-hate relationship with Marlin because that that Disney quiz that we took gave him as that I'm him as in a Disney character. Mm-hmm. So I'm always hesitant to say Marlin because I don't want to see too much of myself. But I think, you know, he was scared of all of the other fish and the creatures in the ocean. And he wanted to just stay in their little coral spot. In their coral reef. And, you know, that he was happy and content being there. But once he was forced out into the big blue world, <laughs> he made friends with all kinds of creatures and, and all kinds of new people that he never would have been able to meet if he didn't venture out and try it out. That's a good one. And I do think, when you really think about it, I do see a lot of Marlin in you, which is funny because mine was Eve. How do you connect with Eve? She doesn't speak. (sighs) I wasn't happy with mine either, obviously. (laughs) But we can do that another time. So one of them that I came up with was Wilbur Robinson from Meet the Robinsons. And this is definitely one of those Disney movies that doesn't get a lot of love. But the whole motto at the end of the moving is to keep moving forward. So it definitely has kind of that feel-good Walt Disney um, mantra where the whole time, you know, he's trying to help Lewis, who's an inventor, and he gets discouraged and he's just trying to encourage him to keep moving forward. (laughs) So I think that's kind of what we're doing, you know, as we reach for new audiences. You know, if you stay in your bubble, it's harder to grow. Yeah. It has been so long since I've seen Meet the Robinsons. Oh, yeah. It's been ages for sure. It used I feel like it was on Netflix or something for a while. I don't know if it still is. It'll be on Disney Plus, so we can watch it there. So, last one. Catherine, I'm going to let you take this one because <laughs> it is quite interesting. It's kind of a stretch. but I, So, of course, I was thinking, like, expanding. And Governor Radcliffe from Pocahontas... He was obviously trying to expand his territory. He didn't have the best of intentions, so maybe he shouldn't be like a goal, you know, for characters. Maybe think more towards Marlin. But, you know, he he was expanding. His whole goal was to get more land and to try to find more gold. So even though he was greedy, he was expanding into yeah. new, new and scary territory. That is true. It might be a stretch, but we always have to have one. Yeah. Well, good deal. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. We will be back on Friday, which it will be the day that we are going to see Lion King. Let us know if you're going to see it as well. We will be seeing it at the Dine-In Movie Theater in Disney Springs. We've never been there before. No, and I'm sure... We will be blowing up Instagram with all of our excitement. Yeah. So we will also be back with a brand new episode on Friday. Episode number 113 will be about stepping out of your comfort zone. Something else that is quite scary. Yeah. So hope you guys can join us for that one. Thank you so much for listening, and we will chat with you on Friday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram 
at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.